Good morning, Prairie FCA. Um, so excited to share another devotion. This is our second devotion for this week. And um, we'll have one more next week, but we are so excited to use this podcast and great things are coming. So I'll give some more details at, about that at the end of this. Um, today, I'm going to be reading Hebrews 4, verses 1 through 13. So if you want to pull out your Bible or just listen, but Hebrews 4, 1 through 13. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. So I'm going to read through it and then talk about it. Okay, so verse 1. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day God rested from all his works. And again in the passage above he says, They shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later... He spoke through David, as in a passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God rests, also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him whom we must give account. Okay, so the first time that I read through that, I thought that it was kind of all over the place. Like, I didn't really see how it all connected the last part and the middle part when it's talking about God's rest and it's all pretty confusing. It talks a lot about, it references um, the Old Testament. It talks about Joshua, it talks about the Israelites and entering God's rest and so that can be pretty confusing so I'll go over some of that but I'm just going to start from the beginning. So verse 1, it talks about his promises and in yesterday's podcast we talked about the promises of God, like they're all throughout the Bible. So this is another example of that. So um, the promise of entering his rest still stands. Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. So the rest that it's talking about here can mean a few different things. First of all, it can mean the eternal rest. So the rest that we will have in him through eternity because he died on the cross for us. So it's like, Even when we die, it's that rest, that rest of our work is finished and now we're praising God for eternity. Um, And then the other part of it is rest as we know it, as like taking a break, you're not working. Um, So that's a promise that he sets out just first and foremost, because it's saying that that still stands. However, be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it, because later on it talks 
he then references that um, God declared in his anger that he should, that they should never enter his rest. The people that he's talking to, he was saying, you shall never enter my rest. But the first verse here is like almost like a, an example. It's, it's saying before giving all those details, it's saying his rest still stands. It's just be careful that you don't fall out of it. So, um, verse two, for we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. So this is kind of jumping around. Um, I want to talk about this first in particular because it is huge. Like it's, it just kind of really sticks out like a sore thumb in this passage. But um, we have all had the good news proclaimed to us, right? And a lot of people in this world have too. We've all heard, not everyone, but we've heard the gospel and we've heard about who Jesus is. Some of us accept it. Some of us don't. But it takes it another step further. It says, the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. So faith, as we know, goes a lot deeper than just believing in the Bible or believing in the religion, right? It's a relationship with God and with Jesus. And Truly, if you don't have that relationship side of it, if you don't know who God is, who Jesus is, then you don't have that faith. Then the good news, the gospel, truly doesn't mean anything. It has no value. That's what it says here. Because, one, you have to be walking in your faith. It talks about obedience. Um, and obedience is, is key because if, you, if you're not obeying something, but you say that you believe in it, well, then it's like, do you really? So a, a different example would be like, let's see, like if you, this is a really random one, but gravity or something, if you were saying, no, gravity doesn't exist, but yet people all around you are like, yeah, it does. That's a really bad example. <laughs> but it's like, if you don't believe in it and you're not obeying the laws of it, then you yet you still see it around you like you still see that yeah things aren't floating you're not truly obeying that like you don't really obey that law of gravity like you don't understand it that's a really bad example but um yeah you have to truly get to that other level of relationship rather than just religion which is a big struggle in our society today a lot of people go to church check it off the list they go to church they read a devotion read their Bible, read a few verses, but if you're not actually letting it penetrate your heart, if you're not letting it speak life into you and you're not going further and seeking it out, then it is no value. It has no value because if you're not accepting it, then it's not going to work or stir in your heart because it's our choice. God gave us that choice to let it stir in our hearts and he can stir things up. He can change things in your life, but only if we let him. So um, that's a huge verse. And then it goes further as well to say, sharing the faith, that is a call in the gospel. Um, we're supposed to share the faith to all the corners of the earth. And you might not have to go travel to do that, but even just to your friends and family around you, like one, you can't be a light if you're not obeying or walking with the Lord, because he's the one that makes us holy and he's the one that cleanses us and so if you're not walking with him then 
therefore you're not really sharing your faith either because you are an example. And so even if it's not physically saying to others, like, this is the gospel, this is what I believe in, this is the word, which is wonderful. And I hope that you are doing that, but to even just walk out your faith in everyday life, that is something that is extremely important, but we need to be fueled by the word of God in order to do that. So that's a lot over that one verse, but um, yeah, just really let that touch your heart. Like what are we truly obeying? Are we truly walking in our faith and sharing it? And is this gospel actually of value to us or have we just ignored it? Okay, so moving on. Um, now it goes back into talking about the rest. So a lot of this is has to do with the Israelites. Um, a lot of the times the Israelites, they just kept falling back into old habits. So they would say like, yes, God is my savior. They'd go running to him. And then when something went bad, anything, they'd be like, God doesn't love us. He's not here. They would start worshiping other idols. They were just like, nope. <laughs> and so God has righteous anger. And in that oath, um, he said, they shall never enter my rest. Um, but then it goes on to say, yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For some where he has spoken about the seventh day in these works, on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And yet again, in the passage above, he said, they should never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. So it just goes on and it's like, very contradicting that's why it can be so confusing because it's like saying one thing god took away the rest but yet there's still rest today it's like what is happening (laughs) um honestly this these verses are still pretty confusing but the biggest thing is just god is still merciful he still shows mercy and so yes He will take away the rest of those who stop walking in obedience with him. Those who stop wanting to pursue their faith. I mean, that makes sense, right? Because if you're not pursuing something, if you're not pursuing a relationship, well, then that relationship ends because there's nothing else left of it. So that's the same thing here. If you stop walking in obedience, then your rest will be taken away. Um, But it's also saying that he is merciful still, and there still is rest today. Even in his anger to the Israelites, the generations to come, they didn't ruin it for everyone, right? Because God is still merciful, and there is still rest. So also, another thing to point out is that God even rests from his work. And so it later talks about, in verse 8, how the Sabbath is important. So I'm going to move on to there. Um, Verse 8 talks about the Sabbath, which is something that is still somewhat observed today, I would say. It's extremely interesting. Um, highly recommend you look into it. It looks very different in other countries. For us, we observe the Sabbath on Sundays, um, but it doesn't mean as much, I would say, as it did in the past. Other countries observe it on Saturdays just because of the different calendars, but the Sabbath is extremely important to God, and this These verses don't go into it as deep as other verses in the Bible do. But it talks about how for anyone who enters God rests also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Therefore, let us make 
every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Um, what this is pointing out is that the people that weren't obeying God, they would get so distracted with all these worldly things, right? They would follow other idols. They would just do whatever they wanted because they weren't taking that time to truly rest and spend a day or whatever that needed to be in order to just be in God's presence and be able to focus on him. Um, and I kind of relate that back to like today's context. So if you, sometimes we get so busy, we get so caught up in our lives and what's going on that we forget sometimes that God's even still with us. We forget to read our Bibles. We forget to pray. And so I would use the Sabbath as a day to truly just devote that to God. And yes, we might go to church on Sundays, but are we truly diving in and devoting that day to just complete rest? No, I don't think so. We still work on Sundays. A lot of people do. So this can be a really controversial or just often ignored passage in the Bible because a lot of us have given up on Sabbath day and we've given up on like you know, we're, we're too busy for that. We've got too much going on. So I, I recommend looking into that and just kind of going over what that could look like for you to make sure that you are truly focusing and devoting sometimes to that because rest is important. God rested on the seventh day and therefore we also need that rest and we need a holy rest, a rest that doesn't come from the world, but a rest that comes from God. So that's that section. Okay, moving on to verse 12. This part also just jumps topics, but I love these last few verses. So, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. This verse is very popular, I would say. The double-edged sword is something that's commonly spoken about. Um, it also talks about the Word, so we're still in the topic of what is the Bible. This tells us that the word of God is alive and active. And it later says, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That, I just want to talk about that a little bit because that is huge. That is extremely important. Um, like I said earlier, if you're not truly wanting to accept the word, then sometimes it won't have that effect on you. But it is saying that the word is alive and active. And so it can touch any heart. Even if you're not truly accepting it, you can still feel like thoughts. I want to, I'll explain that a little bit more, but you, your heart will begin to stir a little bit in the fact that like, you might start to feel guilty, for example, on something. Um, I don't want to confuse you with guilt does not come from God. However, um, Convictions do. Sorry. So convictions are something that come from God. And that's what this is talking about. It penetrates the dividing soul and spirit and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So when you're doing something wrong that you know is wrong, you will feel guilty or you will feel just something in your heart that feels like this feels dirty. This feels not right. I should probably stop. And that truly comes from God and from the word. He says that he sets his law in our hearts. So we know what's good and evil based off his word, based off um, his law. And so when we read the word, 
it talks a lot about like what is good, what is wrong. And so it's saying that these, these words are live and active and they literally do judge our thoughts and our attitudes because they make us think, they make us realize like this is not okay, this is. And so whenever you're reading something in the Bible, like think about those times. Have you ever felt like you're doing something wrong? Or you just feel convicted. Like you just feel like your heart is like, no, this is not right. Like I am, I've sinned. Like this is something that I've done. And it says right here, like I'm not supposed to be doing that. So you just feel like that's wrong. And that is extremely important. And that should not be ignored because that leads to repentance. If we shove down that conviction, then we will just keep falling into the same sins. But I urge you to really listen to convictions in your heart that can go so deep. It's not even, it's not only when you're just reading the word, but it's in everyday life. Like maybe you say something wrong to your parents or your friends, or you do something that you shouldn't do in a relationship. Like those convictions that you feel deep in your heart come from God and you need to be listening to those because that leads to repentance. And if you keep hiding them, then it's just going to get worse. Um, Verse 13 The reason that we should do this is because nothing is hidden from God. Um, Everything is uncovered and laid before the eyes of him who we must give account. That can be extremely scary. Nothing is hidden. Even though we cannot see God, he still sees all things. And it's super easy to forget that. When we are hanging out with our friends, when we're watching a movie maybe, or at school, like we just forget that God is still active, he still reigns, and his eyes are always present, and when we do something wrong, again, we don't necessarily think that God sees that, or we just kind of try to hide the fact that we just did something wrong, but it's saying that nothing is hidden, and so in everything, we should be trying to walk out our faith, and we should be trying to live as Jesus did, be an example and a light, which is a lot harder said than done. We're not going to be perfect. We're always going to mess up, but we will have to give an account. And so knowing that he, he sees all things can be reassuring because then it's like, you know, I know that I am saved. I know that the God is always with me, but it can also be scary and it can be convicting to make sure that we truly are walking out the faith that we look like we might be walking out when we go to church or that we look like we're walking out when we go to FCA. But when we leave those places, are we still obeying? Are we still showing the love of Christ? So that wraps up that devotion. I'm just going to pray real quick. Father in heaven, I thank you for another devotion. And I just thank you for these words. I thank you for your the Bible. And I thank you that we can just read it and that it's the active living word of God. Father, I pray that you would just touch our hearts today and throughout the weekend, the rest of the week. I pray that we would show light to our family, especially during Thanksgiving. You just comfort us during this challenging, challenging time. Be with us in our schoolwork. Be with us with our friends and family and keep us all safe. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, so um, thank you for listening. And like I said, next week we'll have one more devotion. Okay, is going to do that one. Um, but I want to talk now a little bit about the podcast and what that's going to look like. So we're not just going to be doing devotions on this, which is amazing. 
we are going to be doing something called So You Want to Know More About Blank. Um, that is going to look like anybody can text anything into the DMs or whatever of Prairie FCA Instagram. You can text a leader if you don't want to do that. But basically, we want to cover and just have conversations about questions. So a few examples, like maybe you text, um, I want to know more about trust, or I want to know more about relationships. I want to know more about what is okay in a relationship. I want to know more about how to deal with family struggles, or who is God, or what do I do when I have doubts, anything like that. What do I do when depression hits? So, so much. This is going to be amazing, and yeah, I just highly recommend sharing that with friends. Like, if you have friends who have questions, or if you know someone that's like, I know that they struggle with this. Maybe just send send that in. Send that topic in and we will have a discussion over that. We'll probably have a few people gather and we'll just talk about it. Um, and all based off the doctrine, all based off the word of God. So we are so excited. And yeah, just keep sharing. Reach out if you need anything or are struggling. So yeah, hope you're all doing well. And thanks for listening in.